your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thursday, June 17, 2021. Your boy Q here, as always. You can find me on Twitter, at your boy Q254. Also got that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line wide open like some old school TV antennas. 707-654-4693. Hopefully everyone enjoyed the conversation I had on Wednesday with uh, Heidi Fang, or on Wednesday's show with Heidi Fang from the Las Vegas Review Journal, just talking about day one, her observations from mandatory minicamp. And uh, I will say, to start off the show, I do appreciate everyone who reached out either by Twitter or the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line and said, hey Q, just wanted to give you a little FYI, John Brown, wide receiver John Brown from Buffalo. He, he last played with John, Buffalo, now is a member of the Raiders. Uh, he was a guy that Derek Carr talked about on uh, Tuesday and uh, called him Smoke. And I didn't realize that that was his, uh, his nickname. I really didn't. I knew that he's been in the league for a long time. Uh, I know that uh, he's really, really good when he's healthy. I also know that he's been banged up quite a bit throughout the course of his career, but didn't realize his nickname was Smoke. So everyone who reached out to me and let me know that, uh, and I did have a lot of people hit me up and say that, that's awesome. I appreciate it, and that's exactly what Twitter and the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line is for. I don't get offended. <laughs> that's the one thing you don't have to worry about. I'm not going to get offended if you let me know something that I didn't know and I wasn't aware of. So, again, I appreciate that. Coming up in today's show, segment number three, I will get to some calls and texts straight out that Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. Didn't get any on Wednesday's show because uh, the interview with Heidi Fang was two segments long. So, uh, do, like I said, I do appreciate uh, all the feedback, and I'm going to get to as many calls and texts as possible coming up on today's show. Segment number two today, you're going to hear some of the media session following mandatory minicamp day two. You're going to hear from head coach John Gruden and also new defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. Now, Yannick Ngakwe, he also met with the media, but I'm not going to really play a lot of his sound. I'll probably play a little bit of his sound here in segment number one, but I have a subject that I want to talk about on tomorrow's show that has to do with Unique Ngakwe and also Max Crosby. So I'm just going to let you hear from John Gruden and Gus Bradley. Now, if you want to go ahead and, and hear from Unique Ngakwe, and maybe you already did, you can always go to Raiders.com. You can check them out on Twitter as well. They have all the media sessions always available uh, at the Raiders. So all you got to do is just go ahead and check them out. But uh, John Gruden and Gus Bradley, you'll hear from them coming up in segment number two here in Segment number one, as I do on the daily, give you the news and the notes of the day. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Off top, Wednesday marked the final day of mandatory minicamp. Now they're basically off until training camp. And yeah, they're going to show up at the facility today, but there's not going to be any kind of activity. They're not going to put any work. Gruden's going to talk to them, tell them what to do, give them a couple little uh, pep speeches or a pep speech and whatever, and then let them be on their way. Uh, The extreme heat that's going on in Vegas is one of the reasons they had to move up the time to 730 Pacific time to go ahead and, and have those workouts just because it was just too hot uh, later on in the day and that's just kind of how it is and then on top of that they went pretty hard in the paint and OTAs as far as they can go as you know as hard as they can go nothing extreme of course they didn't have pads on or anything but they got a lot of good work in during OTAs, so they just kind of cut that third day of the mandatory minicamp short so basically Wednesday uh, wrapped it all up and one of the questions that head coach John Gruden was asked about and you'll hear from John Gruden in segment number two but I wanted to single this out because I found it to be pretty interesting Divine Diablo the rookie He's out, according to head coach John Gruden, and he was asked about him why he hasn't been out there at training or at mandatory minicamp. And I don't know if it's COVID related or what, but he was very, very short when he was asked about Divine Diablo. Check it out. He's uh, he's out right now. We 
are very hopeful that he'll be ready to go for training camp. Now, like I said, I wanted to separate that because even though the soundbite was only four seconds long and really there was about a second and a half pause, it was interesting the way that he said he's out right now and we're hopeful he'll be there for training camp. Training camp's not till July. And it's not, I mean, it's basically mid-July. So it's almost a full month that the Raiders have. What could be going on why Divine Diablo may not be there even in training camp? That, to me, is a concern. Like I said, I don't know if it's COVID-related. I doubt it. I don't know what it's related to. And he obviously, as you could hear right there, was very, very shortcoming with any kind of answer about Divine Diablo. But I'll tell you right now, that's a storyline I'm going to continue to follow. I mean, this guy is a third-round pick out of Virginia Tech. He's a guy who at some point wants to or thinks he's going to play that Cam Chancellor role in the Seattle Seahawks uh, Legion of Boom-style defense with Gus Bradley as defensive coordinator. Uh, I, I expected this year for him to have a role on special teams, but for him not to participate so far in anything that has been the offseason workouts, OTA, nothing voluntary and of course not the mandatory minicamp it does kind of put a red flag up there you're hoping it's not a Tanner Muse type situation where he has a red shirt his rookie year we will see but definitely be something to pay attention to when training camp gets started so that was that was one piece of news that stood out to me and a little soundbite that stood out to me also as far as soundbites go defensive end Yannick Ngakwe who I, I said I got a whole segment I'm going to do on on a Friday's show uh, he said something pretty interesting about himself and Max Crosby and really it's just because he was asked about Max Crosby but here's an interesting little nugget from a new Raiders defensive end Yannick I think that uh, Max and myself are the best duo that's going to come hit the scene, and I'm already putting that out there, and I feel like the NFL has, uh, you know, they kind of shot away from that, and that's cool, but uh, Max is a hard worker. He's a guy that uh, he's putting in the work. Literally, I'm just, I'm lifting weights right now, and Max is in there doing things to get better, so it's the dedication and commitment. And I can play all day with a guy like that. So high praise right there from Unique and Gakwe talking about Mad Max Crosby, of course, a, a Raider Nation fan favorite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Max is the dude that everyone, you know, gravitates to. And for good reason. He's a hell of a player. You know, and, and it's funny, I've expected throughout the course of the offseason and ever since Unique and Gakwe has been added to the roster, I've expected Max Crosby to get a little bit less snaps than what you saw him get in 2020 because he'll be able to be fresh a lot longer. So the final little soundbite I want you to hear here in segment Number one is from defensive coordinator Gus Bradley, and I believe Vinny Bonsignor from the Las Vegas Review Journal, if I remember correctly, asked this question. He asked defensive coordinator Gus Bradley if he sees Max Crosby as a guy who might get less snaps in order to be fresher and more efficient, especially down the stretch of games. I, I would say this that, you know, our philosophy is you can never have enough rushers. Uh, I think that's been going back. I mean, probably a lot of teams believe that, but I think we want to make sure we keep guys fresh. And Max is a very good player, and he's come in in great great shape now. I like the way he looks, the way he's practicing. He's leaned up, he's fast, and uh, been very impressed with him. So we've got a number of guys like that. I, you know, it's, We're hoping that I mean, we, we can send two lines at people, not just one group that we can stay fresh with the players. So, uh, you know, those edge guys are very important to us and, you know, and the inside guys creating that push. So I played that because earlier you heard from Unique Ngakwe and he said Max Crosby, you know, he could play with him all day long. He thinks he'll be a great duo. I don't see them out there on the field like that. I don't see them out there, and we'll get into more of this on tomorrow's show, but I don't see them out there like that. 
that I think Max Crosby is going to have lesser snaps, which I think are going to be better for him. And I think Gus Bradley just kind of doubled down with that and saying, hey, we want to have two great lines, great rotation. And that's something I've been talking about for quite a while. And I think that the Raiders are developing that defensive line rotation where there's always a fresh guy out there. So I found that to be interesting from Gus Bradley. And you'll hear more from him coming up in segment number two. And the final piece of news that I wanted to bring to the table for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast is really some big news that have to do with the NFL, the NFLPA, and their vaccination rules and protocols that they put in place for training camp preseason and uh, for the regular season. And this came down from Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network on Twitter, at Tom Pelissero. He really did a really good job of uh, breaking it down on Twitter so you could read it. And first of all, there's a big old chart of saying if you're fully vaccinated, what you could do, and if you're not fully vaccinated, what you could do. But then he broke it down and just kind of, like I said, put out some tweets that uh, broke it down even further. Uh, unvaccinated individuals, including players, also will be prohibited from gathering outside of the club facility or team travel. Uh, this includes gatherings for meetings, practices, or training activities unless approved by the NFL or the NFLPA. How about the media? Like guys like me, if you're fully vaccinated in the media, you're permitted to conduct in-person interviews with players for the first time since early 2020. Unvaccinated media are not allowed in the press box. They're not allowed on the field. They're not allowed on the sidelines. They're not allowed in the locker room. So if you're a fully vaccinated media member like myself, you can do anything. You'll be all good, including in-person interviews, which is awesome. That's great to, to get that opportunity. But if not, then you are going to be very, very limited to what you can do. Uh, how about a couple other ones? And there's a long list. There's like A through F or no A through H, excuse me, of different things. Plus, there's a big major chart of things that uh, you, you know you can and cannot do. But uh, how about this? NFL players who aren't fully vaccinated will be banned from nightclubs, bars, house parties, concerts with the NFL and clubs allowed to issue fines of a game check up to $50,000 for a first offense and more thereafter for violating protocol. That's basically the Trent Brown rule, right? Big financial consequences. Coaches and staff members who aren't fully vaccinated and don't have a religious or medical exemption won't be eligible for Tier 1 or Tier 2 status starting in training camp and won't be allowed to work in person with players. Fully vaccinated individuals will only be tested for COVID once every two weeks. Individuals who aren't fully vaccinated will continue daily testing. Also, five-day testing for tryout players, street-free agents, etc., who aren't fully vaccinated. Um, that's a big hurdle as well. And then how about the fans? I'm sure you're wondering about the fans. Fans will be permitted to attend training camp, provided that they are more than 20 feet away from Tier 1 staff, including players, at all times, and they must adhere to physical distancing requirements. Fans will not be permitted to interact with players at any time. And then the mandatory use of face coverings has been eliminated for fully vaccinated coaches under the updated protocols. So John Gruden, uh, with the hated masks that, you know, he doesn't want to have, he said that he is fully vaccinated. He does not have to wear a mask in 2021. I'm sure he is thrilled about that. And that's just some of the rules. That's not even all of them. And I know that's a lot, but they really laid it down. They really, you know, put it out there. And I've been saying it for the longest. They want everyone to be 100% vaccinated. They can't force you to be. They can't say you have to be. But they're doing everything in their power to basically say, look, you have to be fully vaccinated. But, they, again, they can't come out and just say that. So that's about as close as you can get uh, to saying you have to be without exactly saying you have to be. That's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes of the day coming up in segment number two going to have a little bit of a breakdown you'll hear from head coach John Gruden and you'll hear from defensive coordinator Gus Bradley that's all coming up in segment number two before I get to that though I do want to tell you about credit karma credit karma money is a brand new checking account 
where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. And you're going to do that anyway, right? So anytime you use your Credit Karma money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. So pay with your debit card and you win. And if you do win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spending account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. So you can open up your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma Money, progress starts here. So right now, what you got to do, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time for the breakdowns of what head coach John Gruden had to say on Wednesday after mandatory minicamp and also defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. And really, with John Gruden, it's really, uh, I thought it was really special because he hasn't talked to the media in so long. There's been players that have been rolled out. Uh, Gus Bradley's been rolled out a couple times, but head coach John Gruden had not spoke to media in months. So to hear from him for the first time was really, really good. Now, he's not going to give you anything earth-shattering. And he's still not going to be a guy that's going to sit there and have a 15 to 20 minute media session. He still likes to get those things over with pretty quick, fast and in a hurry. But thought it was pretty cool to hear from him on Wednesday. So let's go ahead and just jump into some of the sound bites from him. And then right after him will be defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. So one of the first questions asked to John Gruden was about things. How are things going with new defensive coordinator Gus Bradley? It's gone well. I think it's off to a great start. That's one of his strengths. He's a people person. He's a great communicator. And. He's also got a staff that's been with him for a long time. I think that's the the biggest um, I think um, thing that he has going for him. A lot of coordinators get hired, and they have to implement their defense with a lot of coaches they've never worked with. But um, Richard Smith's a great linebacker coach. Ron Miles is a great secondary coach, and Marinelli just got a lifelong achievement award for the defensive line coach. So we've got a great defensive staff and. Uh, and Gus is a great communicator. So far, so good. So there you go. This head coach, John Gruden, talking about Gus Bradley and how things have gone so far since he's taken over as a defensive coordinator. And I'll say the names that he pointed out, Richard Smith, linebacker coach, Ron Miles, secondary coach, and, of course, Rob Marinelli, who's been there with them already on the defensive line. Those are going to be some of the key pieces to really getting that Raiders defense turned around quick, fast, in a hurry. Uh, excited about what especially Smith and Miles are going to bring to the table. And Gus Bradley is very, very familiar with them. And uh, I just I think that this is going to go well. Now, this is just just a gut feeling and that's all I go with but I, I just feel like this coaching staff is so much better than the coaching staff that the Raiders had before and shame on the Raiders for not having a better coaching staff you know I don't want to give them too much credit because they should have had a better coaching staff from the jump but they didn't and now hopefully they do so uh, excited about what they can bring to the table now he also talked about a few players including Casey Hayward and he's been getting a lot of conversation here on the podcast just because 
feel like he's going to be a good addition as a veteran who's been in Gus Bradley's system for quite a while. So John Gruden was asked about the addition to Hayward and how does that affect the younger guys in the secondary, the Damon Arnett's, the Trayvon Mullins, you know, guys like that. Where are they going to get their time to get out there on the field? Here's John Gruden on Casey Hayward and, and the effects on the young guys. Yeah, we've put a lot of picks into our secondary. Uh, if you count Trayvon Maring and Tyree Gillespie and, you know, obviously Carl Joseph and John Abram, you know, we got a lot of high picks in that secondary. They're young. Hayward is, is going to be a veteran. It brings us some seasoning um, and some day-to-day consistency. And uh, he's going to provide a lot of competition, I promise you that. He's not here to give away his job. So uh, we like the, the makeup of our secondary. I like the guy coaching them. I think this guy's a special coach. And the best guys are going to play. I don't care if it's Nate Hobbs or Amik Robinson. I don't care what round they came in. We're going to play the best four or five guys, and uh, the players will decide that. So a couple things from what he had to say there. I love the fact that he said, you know, Casey Hayward's not there to give away his job. And I think that that was the mistake that the Raiders made in 2020. They just decided that they were going to go all young. They were going to depend on Damon Arnett. They were going to go young in the second or the safety position. And they didn't have that season veteran. I think now that you look back on it, you know, hindsight is always 2020. I think now that you look back on it, you can say, yeah, they probably needed a season veteran in that secondary just to kind of get the young guys acclimated, especially in a year with COVID where they didn't have the the same kind of offseason that they have at least this year. And then the other thing is uh, he pointed out Nate Hobbs. And, and I like that because he's a guy that I think is going to really compete for that slot corner position. And uh, he, he comes with a lot of tenacity. He comes with a little, well, something I like to call a little something in his neck, you know, a little edge to him. I think that he's going to be a guy that's going to be out to prove something. And uh, John Gruden said that it don't matter what round you come from, if you could play, the best four or five guys are going to be out there. And I, I think that that's fair and that's, that's the only way to do things. That's the best way to do things. Competition creates excellence in my opinion uh, also how about Henry Ruggs second year wide receiver out of Alabama John Gruden had these thoughts about him you know Ruggs didn't have an offseason program last year like a lot of these rookies and uh, he got hurt in the first game against Carolina and uh, got the coronavirus last year missed some more time but he's a big reason why Darren Waller had a big year because of the threat of Ruggs and we don't want to just have Ruggs be a threat we like him to be uh, on the receiving end of a lot of those threats. So we're trying to get him more and more involved in the pass offense, and so far, so good. And all God's children said amen. I'm telling you, man, when I heard John Gruden say that we don't want him just to be, you know, a, a decoy. We want him to actually be involved in the passing game. It just, it put a smile on my face because I'm telling you, I don't know how many times I had to not really argue. It wasn't really an argument, but so many people were just under the belief that, hey, Henry Ruggs is doing so much that goes unnoticed. It's not statistical. You know, he's he's opening up the game, and yes, he's doing that, but he also needs to be a factor in the game. He needs to be a guy that's making plays. That's what they drafted on number 12 overall, and I'm so glad that John Gruden recognizes that. I'm so glad he said that, and I feel like he really kind of went back to the drawing board this offseason and said, okay, how can I get this dude more involved? And I think Henry Ruggs has done his part on the, at the same time. He's gone out and done what it takes to be an NFL wide receiver where he wasn't ready for that his rookie year, so I think both parties did their job. I'm talking about the Raiders organization, and I'm talking about Henry Ruggs, so he could be a factor, not just a decoy in 2021, but a real deal factor. I was very excited about that. So the final soundbite from John Gruden, then we'll get to defensive coordinator Gus Bradley, is what does he like the most about the guys on this year's team? I like the guys. I think we uh, we have guys that like each other, that love football, that like the preparation. A lot of these guys play for nothing. You know, They would come out here and, and keep practicing if I didn't blow the whistle. 
So we don't have any energy vampires. We got guys that like the game that are going to compete. And um, we have some talent. We have some young, uh, exciting talent. And that, that's what excites me the most. So there's John Gruden on. What does he like about the guys? Well, he likes the guys in general. He likes the guys that like each other. They all like football. They like to prepare. They like to compete. Matter of fact, they love the game. He said that they'd play for free and no energy vampires. I like that. And of course, a lot of Raider Nation is going to wonder exactly who is he talking about and start to try to, you know, point out who it is. And I'm sure somebody will say Trent Brown and you're probably not wrong, <laughs> you know, and there's there's other guys, but uh, it doesn't even matter who he's talking about just to know that there's going to be guys out there that love competing. And we talked about it last year during the regular season that there's guys that probably spent too much time in the training room and not on the practice field. That's what he's talking about when he's talking about energy vampires. Guys who don't want to put it all on the line during the week when it's practice time. You know, hey, if you practice really, really hard all week long, guess what? Game day is going to be easy for you. I always say that you are how you practice. If you practice and you go hard in the paint, you're going to play. You're going to go hard in the paint. If you don't, well, you won't. So uh, I, I love that soundbite. And, of course, John Gruden at least sounds like he's very confident in the players that are on this year's team because of that exact fact. Now, going over to defensive coordinator Gus Bradley real quick, uh, we all know that it's a very young secondary. Now, Casey Hayward is the season veteran, but basically the young secondary is there in place for him to mold them like he did in Seattle with the Legion of Boom. So how much fun is it to have a young secondary like that? You know what? It's similar, that that, that youth, you know, and that uh, the questions – and you're putting a system in for the first time and, and watching guys kind of, you, you know, you'll do the techniques, but within their own personality. And that's what we're hoping. Right now we're still in that learning phase. It, you know, is it, a, is it a buzz technique? Is it a hook technique? You know, they're learning that terminology. But I can see definitely as we get into minicamp now, guys are starting to take on personalities with the defense. So to each their own, you know, I'm sure they'll, uh, you know, that's why I say I think we're all looking forward to training camp. We've got, what, almost 2,000 reps, I think, you know, through these walkthroughs and splitting up groups. And that, that's invaluable. But there's nothing like practice when you're going full speed and uh you know and we'll see how some of these young guys come along so you can almost hear him talking with a smile on his face when he's talking about that young secondary and the fact that it sounds like he's pretty excited about the way that they're coming along so far again it's early mandatory minicamp is not training camp you'll learn a lot about the team in training camp but it's good to, it sounds like they're on a, a positive step or at least they feel like they're in a positive step and going in a positive direction so one of the biggest bugaboos for the Raiders defense is creating turnovers they just don't create enough turnover turnovers in 2016 when they went to the playoffs one of the major reasons they went to the playoffs was because they were able to defensively create a bunch of turnovers so Gus Bradley was asked what is he doing to help teach the team to generate more turnovers. I think when a, when a defense really plays fast, you know, take for example the first week or so when we put the defense in, we were allowed, guys were allowed to kind of go for punches, you know, try to simulate at least going for the ball. But you didn't see very many opportunities. And you could tell that guys were really thinking about what they have to do, how they're going to do it. And the last thing on their mind was to go for the ball. That has changed a little bit. We're starting to see now guys going after the ball more, and I think it's, it shows us as coaches really a sense that hey, they're starting to play faster. They're starting to understand what they're supposed to do, how they're supposed to do it, so their mindset is now also about let's go after the ball and not miss any opportunities. So the, the ability to create more take takeaways, it, it really starts with the mindset to go after the ball. And, uh, you know, I think when you see a team doing it, they're playing pretty fast. And that's our objective, fast, physical, and ball out. That's what we're preaching to our guys, fast, physical, 
ball out over and over, every play, you know, every call that is designed to get the ball out and, uh, you know, to keep preaching that to them. Fast, physical, ball out. Those are three key phrases right there. Fast, physical, ball out. And that's all muscle memory. That's why I said it a couple times. I can repeat it multiple times. Fast, physical, ball out. At some point, it's almost like a hip-hop song, right? Fast, physical, ball out. You know what I mean? Like, you can feel the rhythm. That's muscle memory. When you remember a song, your favorite song in your head, and you know it word for word, it's because it's, it's just your memory, right? That's how these players have to be when it comes to trying to create turnovers. When they're out there playing, they've got to play fast, physical, ball out. Fast, physical, ball You know what I mean? Like, that was offbeat, my bad. Anyway, you know what I mean, though? You know what I mean, right? Like, it's got to be a rhythm. It's got to be something that they are comfortable with, and they feel like they, they know it without having to think about it. You heard them say they were thinking, so they weren't even even thinking about trying to create turnovers. That's what the Raiders' defenses the past few years have been doing. They've just been trying to get the guy to the ground. They haven't really even been thinking about creating turnovers. So a lot of them, they, they slip right past them. When they have opportunities to go get the ball, they don't go get the ball. So uh, that's what they're preaching, and that's what they got to continue to preach. Fast, physical, ball out. I mean, it almost sounds like I said it could be a hook of a song. Mikey the Barber, where he's at, man? Go ahead. He, he does hip-hop. Do a song, man. Create a song for it. Fast, physical, ball out. We'll uh, send it to the Raiders and see if they like it. I think it'll be something that would be good to let them hear in uh, in practice. Uh, just got a couple more sound bites real quick from uh, defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. How about the clarity of the slot corner position? You heard John Gruden earlier talk about Nate Hobbs. Well, just listen to Gus Bradley as he talks about if there's any clarity yet on who is kind of going to man that slot corner position, something that's been plaguing the Raiders for so long. Yeah, I think right now there's a lot that we put on that plate. So at the nickel spot, you're seeing a lot of guys rotate in there. But, um, you know, guys like Lawson has really jumped out. I, I think he's a guy that has picked up very well on it. Uh, Amik, we got playing there. He, he's doing he's doing a nice job on the inside. The guy that's probably really jumped out at us is Hobbs, the kid from Illinois. Uh, very impressed with him. I think he's come in with a real good knowledge of the position. So his learning curve is, is uh, really jumped up. So there, there's a couple guys right there that we're looking at. Uh, the, the safety position, um, you know, at free safety, both Gillespie and Trey, both those guys are, you know, until we get the bullets flying, you know, and walk through, you know, they're, they're fighting that boredom back there of just playing in our defense where, you know, doing the same thing over and over again. But, but I like their mindset, some of the things in individual that we're seeing. But, uh, you know, we're holding off judgment on those two guys until we get more in the pads. So nothing about the safety positions. You know, they're not really doing a whole lot right now. But uh, I just was interested and I was, uh, you know, impressed that Nate Hobbs' name continues to come up. John Gruden mentioned him. And now Gus Bradley talked about him and, and said he had, you know, a lot of knowledge about that position. And remember when he was drafted, fifth-round pick out of Illinois, uh, we all talked about it on the podcast that this is a guy who was going to compete for the slot corner position. And there's probably a good chance that he was going to make a run run at it and it sounds like he is and of course said Nevin Lawson I think Raider Nation we all know who Nevin Lawson is um, you know he talked about Amik Robertson I think he's still trying to grow into that position I would say right now and it's only June I get it there's a long way to go I would say that Nate Hobbs has got to be the guy that's the front runner for that job in my opinion just my opinion but I do believe he's going to end up ultimately getting that spot and the final soundbite I want you to hear from defensive coordinator Gus Bradley is on Corey Littleton 
Guy who came in as a free agent in 2020 and did not live up to the billing when the Raiders signed him to a big money contract out of L.A. So what has Gus Bradley seen early on from linebacker Corey Littleton? Well, I think Corey, you know, it's, uh, I've been impressed with him, his speed. He's a, uh, a very skilled linebacker. Uh, you know, one of the things he's, you know, his physical nature, that's the things we're looking at right now and challenging him on. But uh, he has it in him. Uh, but matchups, I think what's great about Corey is the matchups he allows us to have. He's really a skilled cover guy. Uh, what I've seen so far, now this has been a lot of walkthrough. When the bullets fly and we go full speed, I think we'll have a better sense of where everybody's at. But thus far, and, and I think Vic, the other thing that we've seen on him is he's really a good edge setter. You know, so, you know, I think he has that ability maybe in base to be more of an outside linebacker for us, too. So uh, until we get the pads on and see what he can do, we're trying to still you know, learn some of these guys and, and their skill set. But uh, I'll be able to tell you more once we get in the training camp. So there's Gus Bradley right there talking about linebacker Corey Littleton, talking about he's a, a edge setter, a really good edge setter. Uh, he's fast. He could be a good cover guy. I just think ultimately, man, in 2020, he was just thinking too much. And, and that kind of goes back to everything that the defense was doing. All in general, they were all thinking too much. And so hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully they're able to, you know, dumb it down enough where these guys or simplify it enough where these guys can make it happen and just go out there and, and, and execute. But uh, we will see. Corey Littleton's a guy a lot of Raider Nation is going to have their eyes on because, well, he so far looks like he's a free agent bust. So that's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Little breakdowns from head coach John Gruden and defensive coordinator Gus Bradley on tomorrow's show. You'll hear from defensive end Yannick Ngakwe because I got a subject that I want to talk about as far as him and Max Crosby goes. So coming up in segment number three, your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you about a couple of great sponsors here. And the first one is rockauto.com. They are a family business, just like the Raiders. They've been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, and they've got everything. Engine control parts, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet. Doesn't matter if your car is a classic or a daily driver. Everything you need is a few easy clicks away, and the parts are delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and super easy to navigate. You can check out all the parts available for your vehicle. You choose the brands, the specifications, and most importantly, the prices that you prefer. That's right. The prices at rockauto.com are super low and the same for professionals as it is for do-it-yourselfers. So there's no reason to spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Right now, go to rockauto.com. Check out the parts for your avail- Check out the parts. Right now, go to rockauto.com. Check out all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, there's a box that said, how'd you hear about us? Right. Locked on Raiders podcast. That's how they know that I sent you and I'm doing my job. Great selection. Great low prices. All the parts your car is ever going to need is at rockauto.com. I also want to tell you about Built Bar, another oldie but goodie, right? One I've been telling you about for just about ever. Nine delicious flavors they have right now. Salted caramel, coconut, double chocolate, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, cherry, mint brownie, raspberry. They got all nine of those flavors right now that they're really trying to focus in on. And uh, if you want one of those, you can get one of those. If you want all of those, you can get a mix box. I'll give you two of each of them, 18 great bars, 18 great tasting bars. And, oh, by the way, they're good for you at the same time. So definitely uh, check 
that out. BuiltBar.com. They also have limited time flavors on there as well. So you got to continue to check out the website, you know, for all the great uh, limited time action that they have. But uh, whenever you decide you want to check out and you're, you're ready to complete your order, you got to use the promo code LOCK15. So BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15 is going to get you to save 15% off your order just like that at BuiltBar.com. Segment number three, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls, your text, straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let's start off with a text from Blake. He's texting out the 509. He says, hey, Q, it's Blake in the 509. If you're reading this on June 15th, it's my birthday. My bad, Blake. Couple days late. Anyway, Blake says he's 26 years old today and still waiting to watch a playoff win that I'll be old enough to fully remember. I think that all Derek Carr needs to do is extend a few more plays with his feet and cut back on the fumbles, and we're good. And I think the Raiders should go ahead and get him extended now for the going rate for the quarterbacks are going up before the price gets even higher because he's worth it. And it's not easy to find a guy who, in my opinion, is a top 10 quarterback. I want to keep seeing Derek Carr as our quarterback, and hopefully we get to see him play in his first playoff game this year. Thanks, Q. Again, that's from Blake in the 509. And again, Blake, sorry it's a couple days late, but happy 26th birthday anyway. And yeah, I mean, those are a couple keys to Derek Carr's game. Uh, and I think he did a lot better job of it in 2020, extending plays with his feet. I think he did a really good job of something I've been pounding the table for, and he did it. And I think that that's the next key is the one that you mentioned. Cut back on the fumbles in the pocket. He's got to have that ball security in the pocket. Uh, I know someone had mentioned to me before that he probably needs to wear a glove so he has a little bit better control. And, and that's probably, that could be a key. You know, that could be one of the main keys. He's got to be able to hold on to that rock when he's in the pocket. So, uh, yeah, man, a lot of good stuff right there. Definitely appreciate you text, texting in. And when he's on his A game, he's definitely uh, could be a top 10 quarterback. You know, I think he's around middle of the pack right now, but he's definitely a quarterback that you can win with. And so uh, if you go ahead and extend him, you got to extend him and with the the belief that you're going to get, what, 30, 34, 35 million dollars. You're not going to go uh, to that $40 million range. That's a lot of money. But if you get it around the $34, $36 million or whatever, that actually, is, even though it's a lot of money, it's not really a ton of money uh, when you look at the grand scheme of things. So thank you so much for that text. Appreciate you. Next up, got a quick call from Totastic Raider. He's calling to talk about what Derek Carr needs to do in 2021 and what kind of contract he could expect if he does these things. Here he is. Quick call, Totastic Raider. Yo, Totastic Raider here. Thank you for all your um, Derek Carr needs to find the uh, car thief he had when we won against and we walked into Kansas City and took what we won for 17 games in 2021. He does that this season. I say. $180 million for five years. $36 million a year. Go Raider. There he goes right there, Totastic Raider, and... Uh, okay, $180 million, five years, $36 million a year. I mean, I think, again, 34 36 is probably that sweet spot for him. And, again, it sounds like a ton of money, but, man, that thing is going to go up so much. And the one thing about it is the salary cap is going to go up in a major way, uh, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Of course, it's already set at what it's set this year. But 2022 and beyond, it's going to go up in a major way. So, uh, yeah, the, the going rate could be a lot more if they don't hurry up and get him extended. But, of course, it's all about what they want to do and what they want to see from him in uh in, in 2021 uh next up got a text from flash and turlock says hey q 
This is Flash from Turlock. Just listened to Wednesday's show, and you brought up John Brown's nickname. Just want to give you a heads up, but he's had that nickname since the end of the league. So his Raider teammates didn't give it to him. Love the show. Keep up the good work. It's from Flash and Turlock. And thank you, my man, for that. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, man, I, I didn't realize that. I, I was glad that uh, people reached out and, and let me know. And believe me, Flash, you weren't the only one who reached out to me, but I do appreciate that for sure. So uh, that's what's up. Uh, my bad, Smoke Brown. Didn't realize that that had been your nickname, but it's all good. Uh, hopefully we'll understand why uh, he's called Smoke sometime this season if he's out there and he makes the makes the roster, which it sounds like these guys and these, these players and coaches really, really like him a lot. So we will see. Next up, I got a call from Nico in North Jersey. Been a minute since he's called in, but he's talking about Derek Carr. He's thinking about a contract extension and explains why he thinks it should be done sooner rather than later. Here he is, Nico in North Jersey. Yo Q, Raider Nation, it's your boy Nico from North Jersey. Been a minute since I called the podcast. Um, Q, I listened to your podcast about Derek Carr today. Um, I think you guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, my stance on Carr, I think he's the guy. Um, I think him and Gruden are going to be married throughout their contracts. So with that being said, um, I definitely see a contract extension coming for him. The question is, when do we give it to him? If you ask me, personally, I think you give it to them right now. The Raiders just came off an 8-8 eight and eight season. Nobody's really talking about them. They're still questioning Carr. Carr's got no leverage um, for a big, 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 big money deal. He didn't come off a huge year that everyone's talking about him. And if you wait, the Raiders could be unbelievable this year, and that just drives his price way up. You know, he's already stated that he wants to end his career with the Raiders. He's not going to play with any other team but the Raiders. Um, I also see Carr as a guy that'll take less to make his team better. Um, so maybe you strike a deal with him now um, that's reasonable for both parties and you don't break the break the bank for him. Um, you're just risking them having a really good year, which I think they will with this defense. Nobody, You guys don't understand how much a defense can really help the numbers of an offense and the wins. And if they start rolling and they get media, then that's just driving Carr's price way up, way up. So, personally, I'd extend him for as long as Gruden is there. You know, that puts him to mid-30s. Some of you guys might be scared about that. I'm not at all. Uh, I think he's the guy. I don't think Gruden wants to groom a young pup, you know, midway through his contract with the Raiders. I don't think that. I think him and Carr are going to be together for a while. So, lock him up now, man. Just like you did with Waller before he blew up. Now he's paying... Now we're paying him pennies compared to what tight ends are going for these days. So keep the train going. You know, Carr's the guy. Extend them now so that, you know, you, you save a, a good chunk of money, man. That, that's my personal opinion. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that. When do we extend Carr, or do you not think he should be extended? Um, so, Q, Raider Nation, I asked you that question. When to extend Carr? Now, after next year, when? All right, boys, talk to you later. There he goes. That's Nico in North Jersey. Good thoughts. I was thinking that as well. It probably makes more sense to go ahead. If you're going to extend them, extend them sooner rather than later. I mean, you got to have some kind of sense of urgency, right? Uh, but again, we'll uh, we'll see. And, and I kind of like your idea. Extend them through the end of Gruden's deal. Uh, those guys are kind of attached at the hips like you're talking about. And so that that could make a lot of sense. You know, I know some Raider Nation is going to be like, oh, my goodness, no. But uh, again, man, it's it's very, very tough to find a franchise quarterback. And he has been that. 
Can he improve? Absolutely. But he has been the franchise quarterback that the Raiders need, even when everyone questions him, including myself. I've definitely questioned him at times myself. So uh, thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. Final text of the show is going to come from Raider Black. He says, what's up? Q's Raider Black. Going to start off with saying I'm a big car supporter. Have been since I seen him with Gruden during his quarterback camp. As a fan, I will critique also. The only thing I want to see him change is changing plays at the goal line and in the red zone. He knows this offense and personnel better than anyone. I think he should know when Gruden makes a bad call and audible to something he feels he can get six with. I'm not huge on scrambling quarterbacks, but Carr is more athletic and has more speed than he gets props for. As far as money, I think he'll go the Brady route and take those hometown discounts to help build the team. That's my quarterback. That's from Raider Black. Thank you so much for that text. And, you know, I'm never a fan of guys taking hometown discounts just because... Teams don't take discounts. You know what I mean? So I always say players go out there and get as much money as you can. Now, if players want to just go ahead and take a haircut because, like you said, the the good of the team, and it's easy for Tom Brady to do that. He has a wife that makes more money than he does. (laughs) You know what I mean? So we always talk about Brady and the the way that he always takes hometown discounts. But he also, like I said, has a wife that makes more money than he does. They got so much money, they don't know what to do with it. They got money that they don't even know they got. So, I mean, it's easy for for Tom Brady to go ahead and go that route. Uh, Everyone's not going to do that. But Derek Carr did mention the other day that he's already made plenty of money. And, you know, he can go and golf the rest of his life if he wants to. Uh, he wants to win. So you're right. He, he might. He might do that. I never encourage it, though, just because I know the NFL stands for not for long. And before you know it, if you can't provide something for the team, they'll be kicking you out and uh, no guaranteed money will be following you. So uh, who knows? Uh, as far as him being athletic enough and has enough speed to get out of the pocket and, and uh, you know, get picked. Yeah, I, I, that's why I've been saying that he needs to do that more often with his legs because he has the ability to do it. But for the longest time, especially after that ankle injury, he didn't want to do it so uh, you know that's that's some but he did a lot better in 2020 and then as far as audible and, and changing plays in the red zone and, and the goal line I mean he's got a couple options Gruden gives him a couple of options and he goes to the line of scrimmage with it but he can't just change out to just to anything I mean there's very few quarterbacks that can pretty much just have the lay of the land and those are guys like Peyton Mannings and, and Tom Brady's and, and people like that that have the ability to do that and, and that's really where it's at. So thank you for that text though, my man. Great stuff. Definitely appreciate you. Thanks for all the feedback on today's show. That's all I got for you for today. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have more calls and texts throughout that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. We'll have more news and notes of the day. And of course, uh, in segment number two, we'll be talking in Neek and Gakway. We'll be talking Max Crosby. And can those two guys be the Raiders' Batman and Robin as far as sack specialists for that defense. We'll talk all that on tomorrow's show. So until then, Raider Nation, have a great thirsty Thursday. Do what you got to do. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.